Welcome to Pardes Daily, where you get your daily dose of Torah with Pardes faculty. This time, Pardes is bringing Pesach to you. Let's dive in. This is Mayor Schweiger from Ephrat in Israel. Today, we will be speaking about the four sons. In our last podcast, we spoke about maror as the bittersweet herbs. We noted that the ideal thing to use for maror is lettuce, which is actually not bitter when we eat it, as a way of showing that sometimes slavery is not bitter, and that perhaps we should realize beforehand what we're getting ourselves into before we become enslaved and are miserable. Today, we'll be looking at the scriptural basis of the four sons, and what does it mean to ask a question? So let us begin with Exodus chapter 12, verses 25 to 27. It's important to note that Exodus chapter 12 is the first time that the Jewish people are given mitzvot, and in fact, in effect, are given the instructions for how they are to conduct their first Seder. I would even add how they will demonstrate their freedom in the midst of slavery. But beyond being told what they need to be doing right now, they're also told about how what they're doing now should be perpetuated in the future. And if we look at verse 25, it says, When you will come into the land which God has given you, according to all that he has promised, make sure to guard this service. This service referring to the service of the Paschal Lamb, the sacrifice of the Paschal Lamb. And then verse 26, which is key to us. It will happen when your children will say to you, what is the service to you? That you will say to them, that you will say, excuse me, it is the sacrifice of Hashem who passed over the houses of the children of Israel and Egypt when he struck the Egyptians and spared our houses. Now we all know from the Seder that this statement, what is this service to you, is ascribed to the wicked son. And in the Haggadah, it says, why is it the wicked son? Because he says, to you, implying not to him, as if separating himself from the community. This is not relevant to me. I would like to now examine in the statement three things, which perhaps are the basis for what the Haggadah says. The first, it is interesting to note that it doesn't say when your child or your son will ask you, but it says when they will tell you. The question which is being asked over here is actually not really a question. It's a statement. The person who's asking is not really interested in an answer. And perhaps I'm reading into this, but I could also see it as a statement 
which is mocking, which is disparaging, taunting, which therefore means that the first thing which is to be noted is how we're not actually dealing with a question, but with a comment. The second thing is the absence of God in this question. And that's connected with the third thing, which is, what is the service to you as if service is something which I do to promote myself as opposed to the other? It would have made much more sense to ask, what is this service to God? But God is absent. So what do we see that characterizes this wicked son? He doesn't ask questions. It's as if he has the answers. He's perhaps very smug. He doesn't seem to be acknowledging God. And perhaps both of these things point to something else, which is the way that he looks at life is that it completely revolves around him. And in anything that he does, the bottom line is, what do I get out of it? Why do it? Now, why is this statement being made at this point in time? Because the Jewish people are now in the land of Israel. They are free. They are sovereign. And what this child is, in effect, looking at is saying, I can understand, right, that you did this in Egypt because that was your card to freedom. Without that, you wouldn't have gone out. But to now, the reality has changed. Why bother doing this? And the answer which is given to this is that the sacrifice is not to us, it's to God. It's to God to acknowledge God's compassion and mercy. When God struck the Egyptians, he saved us. And that sense of gratitude is something that should accompany us forever. So that when we bring the Paschal sacrifice, we are in effect thanking God for what God did in Egypt. Now let's look at the last one, which is the wise son. And interestingly, the wise son appears in Deuteronomy. When your son will ask you to, tomorrow, what are the testimonies, the statutes, and the ordinances which Hashem, our God, has commanded you? So let's note the first thing. He's asking a question. It says tomorrow. Tomorrow is an expression of sometime in the future. He mentions God, which God, our God, which means he also has a relationship with God, commanded you. He also has a very sophisticated question. He notes the different types of commandments, testimonies, statutes, ordinances. All of these elements are very much a reflection of the wise son. But as I mentioned earlier, at each point is in contrast with the wicked son. He asks a question. He acknowledges God, not just the existence of God, but that he has a relationship with God. And he also acknowledges how service, okay, 
is to God and the complexity of commandments. The fact that he says that God commanded you is because he's talking to that generation that left Egypt, that actually received those commandments directly from God, so that you is not exclusive, as it is in the case of the wicked side. And if we look at the answer which is given to him, so we go into the fact that we were slaves in Egypt, and God took us out with a mighty hand, and God showed us great and awesome signs, and then God has brought us from there to give us the land which he swore to our forefathers. He commanded us to do these statutes, to fear God for always, that he might preserve us. It shall be righteousness to us if we observe to do all these commandments before God. It's interesting that the answer which we give is not actually explaining all the different commandments, which is actually the answer which is given in the Haggadah. So teach him all the laws of Pesach. We don't have a whole list now of all the laws explaining that. What we have is much more the why. Why should we do all these laws? The reason that we should do all these laws is because that was the purpose of God taking us out of Egypt. We do all these laws because God wants us to fear God, because God wants us to have good because God through these laws wants to empower us so that in fact it's the right thing for us to be observing these laws because ultimately this is the point of what it means to be free to be serving God the answer is a much longer answer than we give the wicked side and therefore there is something to learn from this In the case of the wicked, in the case of the wicked son, who does not ask a question, who is not interested in the answer, we give a very brief answer, and perhaps the most significant part of that answer is that we serve God. We don't serve ourselves. In the case of the wise son, we don't answer him immediately, what are all these different laws, but we, ask, we answer, why do we do those? We do them because this is how we become empowered, because God gave us these laws for our good. And so therefore, it's paradoxically by serving God, yes, we are, in a way, serving ourselves because ultimately we are actually actualizing ourselves. Asking questions is fundamental to Judaism. Asking questions is how we grow, how we develop, how we become, maximize our human potential. The problem of the wicked son is that he thinks he's made it. He has all the answers. Perhaps what we need to learn from the Seder night is how important it is to ask questions, to refine those questions, to realize that the more we ask, the more we learn and the more we grow. In our next session, we will be talking about 
How do we tell the story? I look forward to seeing you then. Thank you to our Pardes faculty and a big thanks to you, our learners. Make sure to check back in every day to stay on track with your learning and visit www.pardes.org.il for more information about other ways to learn with Pardes.